John, welcome back to Out of the Main, the Yacht Rock Podcast. Thank you, thank you. We are going to need a bigger boat. Again? Have I already used that pun? Yes. Ding. Yeah, this time it's relevant. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute because it's based on the guest that we have today, um, who is Michael Alitano. And hopefully I'm saying his name correct and he has a chance to correct me in just a minute. But the reason I say build a bigger boat or need a bigger boat is because it's my day job. Part of what I'm trying to do for companies is to help them build a community. And we have a guest on today that maybe isn't an expert in marketing, but has authentically and organically built a huge community around Yacht Rock. And I want to find out how it started, how he did it, and talk through why I think his Facebook group is so popular. Sound good to you? Yeah, I'd like to come along for the ride. Yes. All right. Climb aboard. We're expecting Thank you. you. Mm. So welcome, Michael Alitano. Do I have your name correct? It's actually Michael Atalano. Atalano. See, I already correct. screwed up. Yes, Michael <laughs> Atalano. Flag on the play? You know, can I tell you how many people screw up my last name? So <laughs> it's Good. very common. I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even wrong in my show notes. So um, at least I'm consistent. So for people who don't know who, who you are, and, and a lot of people in the Facebook group certainly do, um, I'm interested if you could give us a little bit of background before we start. If you're familiar with our podcast and you listen to episode one, we always start with origin stories when we have a guest on. And to us, our origin story is how you discovered Yacht Rock. Um, where you were, when it was, and how you became immersed in this genre that we all love. So what's the Michael Atalano origin story? The origin story for Yacht Rock and how I discovered it actually goes back to when I was a server. Um, I used to work in restaurants when I was in college, and the company I worked for was, or is, known as Bubba Gump, shrimp company. And so with them, that was the first time I've ever been immersed in any kind of beach, boat, ocean culture, because the restaurants were a theme restaurant based off of the movie. So in the movie, Forrest Gump goes out, he gets shrimp. He goes into what is basically the Gulf of Mexico and he goes out with Bubba. He gets a bunch of shrimp, but in the beginning he pulls a bunch of junk out of the water. So a lot of the music that's associated with the movie Forrest Gump isn't necessarily yacht rock, but what would happen at the restaurant is the playlist that they had. It would play various parts of the day. It would start at between like, 10 to 11 a.m. it would play a certain they play zydeco for instance then from 11 to 12 it'll go to motown 60s and then from then when it started going into the 70s that's when i started hearing pablo cruz come up on the playlist and michael mcdonald and some of the smoother music it wasn't necessarily yacht rock but i knew that it had to do with boats and i also had the other music associated with it as well so there's a big part of what it was with yacht rock but i knew that there was some kind of boat functionality with it i actually used to call it boat rock so when I first heard of it, there wasn't actually a term that I knew about it because it just was from being around boats. And so the location of the Bubba Gump that I worked at was on the Santa Monica Pier. And so uh, the Santa Monica Pier, once again, is famous for Breeze uh, Company, the beginning part where they're walking and, you know, Jack, Janet and Chrissy and Lana trips Jack. And if you look in back of Lana, there's a little place called the Boathouse. And that's what Bubba Gump wound up becoming was that place. Well, they bought that building. And then, of course, they became, they brought the, put the chain in there. And so, anyway, so the boat and the Yacht Rock stuff came from there. And, I mean, uh, that's where my story from Yacht Rock begins. And that started in 2006. So That's interesting. So, um, you almost predate, do you predate the actual term Yacht Rock when you're talking about 2006? Or was that, did that come around in, what, 2005? So when I wouldn't say I predated it, I would say that 
the concept of yacht rock was kind of there, but that's when I started mixing it up too, just or mixing it up as well. Like other people, when they say, "Hey, is the Beach Boy are the Beach Boys yacht rock?" or "Hey, are these people yacht rock?" or "Are they are they not?" and Jimmy Buffett. And you know what? I can understand the questions, but when you coin it to the terms of yacht rock, what the creators of yacht rock have created, there's a completely separate genre of what people think of yacht rock, what I thought of yacht rock, and what yacht rock actually is. So there was times I was having arguments with people, and I didn't know what I was talking about. And just because I'm a group administrator and I created the group, and I don't mean I created Yacht Rock, just that I created the specific group, doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean that I'm a bully. And I had to know what Yacht Rock was, but predating Yacht Rock, probably, but I don't know. It's kind of. Well, I'll tell you, the um, it's kind of funny because when I was thinking about preparing for this episode, that um, with the, the actual one of the songs that as I began to discover what Yacht Rock was and just and it started to like embrace it more and dig deeper into it. The song that really brought me in and made me discover what I call the Bible, in my opinion, the Bible of Yacht Rock is Mark Jordan's Blue Desert. And the song, though, specifically is Marina Del Rey, which I I believe is from Mannequin. Living in Marina Del Rey. song Marina Del Rey is what drew me in to a much deeper understanding of the West Coast in Yacht Rock. And so if you want to jump on that, how is Marina Del Rey important? Why is it important? And give us a little of that. Well, so Marina Del Rey, now this is just a randomly just dumb look. Once again, and I feel like my life goes back to that Forrest Gump movie again, because he always talks about dumb luck. And that's a term that's associated with that movie. Well, it just happens to be dumb luck with the Marina Del Rey thing, at least on my part of the story. So the Marina Del Rey story with uh, Yacht Rock, I didn't realize even what that was until after. But um, it turns out, and I didn't even find this out until recently, that one of my uncles who had passed away, he's my great uncle, my uncle Cap, he actually designed the plans that became Marina Del Rey. I mean, Marina Del Del Rey is a beautiful place. Some of the first uh, buildings that they designed, such as... The Marina Yacht Club. There are beautiful views there, but it was the 70s neo design at that time. And so I've heard stories about this Marina Yacht Club, by the way, <clears throat> where they were doing cocaine and this person used to hang out there and all these celebrities. And, you know, I, I don't know names because I don't know what they are at that time, but I'm sure they're probably people that are either not with us anymore or they're not doing very good anymore. But a lot of the musicians were drawn within this culture <laughs> as well, I would imagine. And Anyway, so this Marina Yacht Yacht Club, this is where I was working when I started the Yachtical and the, the Yacht Rock page as well, because I was working at the boat club. I got my boat license because um, you have to drive boats to get them powered up and get them refueled. And it was more of a working captain's license, not like a captain like, oh, hey, my name is Thurston Hell. You're here on Yacht Rock. <laughs> Meryl Steubing. <you> know? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, I don't even know the names. That's the captain <laughs> of the love boat for he loves keeping track at home. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, well, let's go to the Facebook group because there's a number of Facebook groups out there. And yours, I believe, is the, the biggest and probably the most active. And at the time, as we're recording, you have over 5,500 people in this group, um, which I imagine you didn't envision when you started it. But take us back to when you did start the group. You said it was not what it is today. What was your vision and why do you think you've uh you know had this dumb luck to grow it into such this big active fan base well first and foremost let me see if i can put it all in a nutshell so while i was working with this club with this club company as a captain slash actually the the 
term was doc master makes it sound more important than someone that just opens up docs and closes doc boxes, but you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so while I was there and while I was started the Yoggle page, um, which really was just sharing boat pictures and, um, stuff that had to do with C stuff and some little music stuff. So it wasn't even musical at first. Huh? Not a, 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 exactly. Oh. And so what had happened was, is, um, I, I listened to Yacht rock radio once again, just like everybody else heard serious. And I was like, you know, Let's, let's take a listen to this. And that's when I became familiar with the term Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock, you know, and I was like, okay, I guess there's a term for it. So anyway, I got, I was reading this person's post or this page's post and it was the Yacht Rock related page and I commented on it and I said, hey, um, this band, and I put a band that I that wasn't Yacht Rock, I put Fleetwood Mac and they said, well, that's not Yacht Rock. And I was like, well, I heard it on this on the station. Oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about. And I was like, well, I've also heard it on this station. Oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about. This and this and this. And I was thinking, well, for someone that knows Yacht Rock, and for me that doesn't, you're surely not making me want to know what Yacht Rock is. You're not telling me, you're not giving me any information. You're just barking at me of what it isn't. And you're not telling me what it is. So that's when I said, hey, you know what? Maybe let's start a Yacht Rock group for people to share stuff that is Yacht Rock. Now, if you look at the Yacht Rock group itself, if you look at the first post, I posted stuff that I thought was Yacht Rock. Sticks. Um, I put Fleetwood Mac. I put some stuff on there because I was rebelling against what I thought what I thought Yacht Rock was versus what he did. Mind you, I didn't see the podcast. I didn't know there was a podcast. I didn't do any information. I was working at a boat club. Okay, so I hear this guy arguing with me. And mind you, people that work in boat clubs have to put up with a lot of people that are boat so people that are boaters, people that have yachts, the thing is, is like, there's a whole misunderstanding that Yacht Rock. Well, you're kind of digging into one of the reasons why we do this. And we don't claim to be experts either. And we both have talked in past episodes about going through periods where we've heard something and we put stuff into our Yacht Rock playlist thinking it was. And the more time we spend really understanding the the genre itself and the nuances of it that you realize some of the stuff you thought was wasn't right and it doesn't necessarily make those songs you know lesser songs but they might live at the perimeter somewhere where it's very close to yacht rock or and everybody can make that determination for themselves you know i don't like to go in the group and be a hardliner and say yacht and not and, and you know and hammer on people's posts but you know at the same time for a genre to be something, then it has to have things that define it and it has to have boundaries. It can't be anything and then still be something. You know, if it can be anything, then it's nothing, you know, kind of philosophically. So we're constantly fighting that where I don't want – I'm not trying to be the person that tells you what is and what isn't. But we are giving our perspective on this show of what we feel it is and how it works for us. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. See, now that's what the point of the group was, was to say, hey, Let's talk about what Yacht Rock is, because then when I, as I started going, I started realizing like, hey, there's songs that are specifically Yacht Rock. And then I found the Yacht or Yacht list. And then another thing how I, that was discovered was the guy that on this other page was like, hey, look at the list, enter in any artist there and it'll pull it up. And then I put an artist and I was like, let's put in Duran Duran. 
and nothing. And then let's put in this. And I was like, this, this doesn't make any sense. It's not a complete list. It can't be a complete list of every song rated. So Correct. But what I did is I said, okay, well, this thing doesn't know what it's talking about. Let's start a group to see if people can figure out what it is. Because I don't seem to think I do know what it is. And I feel like the list doesn't have everything on there. Still to this day, I feel like the list doesn't have everything on there. It can't. It just can't. You but know? that's the whole point is when someone says, hey, look at the list, that is Yacht Rock. Great. It is because they say it's Yacht Rock, but there's stuff that's left off the list. There's stuff that's not on there. There's stuff that 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 should be added on there, stuff that they just didn't know about or stuff that maybe they didn't over they overlooked. I mean, there's stuff being discovered every day. And if you look in our group now, it's becoming it's become what I thought it should be. And then some because now it includes content makers. And that's what's important is people like yourselves, people like the Yacht Rock shows and the Yacht Rock Miamis and the Milwaukee Yacht Rocks and the Houston Yacht Rock Houstons and Toronto Yacht Rocks. I'm not plugging them as much. It's just saying that what who's important are the content creators as well as people like yourselves, people that delve into the subject of Yacht Rock. But you know what's interesting is you're kind of touching on what what um, what kind of lights my fire as a as a community developer. My trade is that this thing I'm assuming has been completely organic. I've watched it grow even in the short time that I've been a member, which isn't that long, probably, I don't know, three months. It seems like most of the growth has happened recently. So it's, it's like, seems to be speeding up. Is that true? And I think if it is, I think it's because the whole concept of Yacht Rock is continues to get more and more popular just naturally on its own. And that's bound to affect your page as well. So is it, is it accelerated the growth recently? You know, I, I can honestly say there's some things I've noticed and this is, see, I have a unbeknownst marketing background and not because it's something that I studied. It's something that I studied by once again, dumb luck. My dad used to be a musician. Um, a long time ago, I played piano and I've grown up and unbeknownst in the music industry. And, and I noticed patterns. So that's one thing I, I studied in college was I studied communications and broadcast. So trying to fast forward here, you can just let it sit there and you can make it, pri there's a couple things that I think that make it different than the, the rest of them. First thing is, is that it's a public group. So that being said, anyone in our group can share any one of our posts to any one of their things, which are important because that says, Hey, this post was shared from Yacht Rock, Tom Nixon, shared it and so guess what it quotes tom nixon it doesn't say hey it's private now they can't steal tom nixon's post and say it's theirs see what these other people fail to do and i don't want to say that and give that information away too much as they make everything about them oh it's me what i say goes what i'm right oh i filter this i monitor the content i do this and that doesn't work that way you know what your group you're in a group first of all in the group without your people in your group you don't have a group it's not about me it's about the group so how how is that different from Yadical then or Yadical? What is Yadical in terms of the. Now, what Yadical has become is Yadical became the mothership of Yacht Rock. And so, because of the boats and all that stuff, and as it grew, and as I started growing as a person myself, I mean, I wanted, started going to concerts. We saw Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, um, and Kenny Loggins, and a couple of the people that are in the Yacht Rock group were there as well. And the community morphs into a larger community. And so, you know, I've ran into the folks from um, Yachty by Nature and some of the guys from, there's another one called Yachtly Crew, they're tribute bands. <laughs> <laughs> Yachty by Nature. Yachtly Crew. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing with those two bands specifically. And this is just another touch on the subject is, so Yachtly Crew and Yacht, uh, Yachty by Nature are both tribute bands and they're both, before this whole COVID thing took over, these guys were 
going neck to neck. They're both playing the Sunset Strip. They're both playing all over the United States. I mean, they're both getting the ball rolling. And Yachtly Crew has like sponsorship from Mario Lopez and some celebrities. Wow. And Yachty by Nature has it from like Snoop Dogg and stuff. So they both have like interesting elements. Well, back to you though, because I think what's interesting about your, you hit the nail on the head. And this is probably why your group has grown so much and what maybe why others aren't catching up is that you do make it all about the culture in the community and not about yourself. And I'll give you a recent example because this is something you wanted to talk about today on the, the podcast is you noticed this connection between Yacht Rock artists and their love of sports teams. Dots I had not connected. And then you started a post and people started putting all these photos of different Yacht Rock artists wearing an LA Dodger shirt or um, uh, any, any of the sports. Yeah, Christopher Cross has that Earl Campbell Houston Oilers jersey. I'm always playing <laughs> yeah. a double barrel guitar. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> so in that post just took off. Most of the posts in your group do. So let's talk a little bit about that and have some fun. So why, how did you connect those dots and why did you want to create a post out in your group where people would, would comment on that and share sports analogies? Me personally, I've always loved about anything has always been music videos. I've been a music video and a live concert person since birth. So anytime you can see, especially growing up in the 70s, I was born in 1975, so we didn't have YouTube back then. I mean, you know that. You could, I mean, back then there was records or it was pictures and it was albums. And, you know, that's when you got the vision of the artist. So anytime you saw an artist on TV, and one of the first ones I saw on TV was the Doobie Brothers on What's Happening in 1978. I was three years old. And, you know, as I got older, I seen the reruns of those performances. And if you see the way they were dressed at that time. I mean, one of the reasons why they selected the Doobie brothers is because they had different races of people in that band. You know, you had white Michael McDonald sounds black, you know, you have Cornelius Bumpus, a black bass player. You got, you know, Tom Johnson looks like a stoner. You know, you got the other guy looks like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Skunk Baxter is the one that looks like the Muppet. Yep. Which they actually created a character after Skunk Baxter, you know? So yes, exactly. Um, which was another post that yeah, we'll get to him. Foreshadowing. So when you think of Yacht Rock, and, and when I thought of Yacht Rock, I thought of Doobie Brothers. You know, I don't picture Hawaiian shirts and captain's hats on them. You know what? When you look at them, one guy had a tango. The other guy has a sports shirt on. Michael McDonald's wearing like a Levi's leather, like not the leather, the, the, the jean jacket, you know, before the stonewash days of the 80s. Yeah. Um, and if you and just look at what they're wearing, they look like average Joes. So anyway, when you look at the Doobie Brothers, who are very important to Yacht Rock and you look at how they're dressed. I mean, they look like bikers, half of them and half of them look like, you know, football players. So, um, you know, you, I was just going to say the community in your group tracked down, you know, some 20 photos of all sorts of different artists wearing photos. We are going, to, I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. If anyone wants to check it out, because it was kind of hilarious. What were you going to say, John? Well, I was going to say, well, when you posted that immediately in the back of my mind, the pictures that jumped into my mind were like, um, Doobie brothers wearing, you know, I couldn't find any of the pictures that I had in the back of my mm-hmm. head, so I may have been mixing things together. But I was trying to find them, and I just had this picture of specifically Skunk and um, Simmons wearing something like Oakland A's or something. I don't remember what it was. It was but Oakland A's? Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was Tom Johnson's wearing the Oakland A's jersey. Okay, maybe uh, that's Johnston. the one. Yep. And uh, we got Linda Ronstadt in a Dodgers jersey. Well, I did discover this. As I was stumbling along trying to find pictures, I did find out that there was, or currently is, there's a professional soccer player 
that as part of the uh, youth national team, played for the under-20s, didn't make the main team, but he's played in that USL, kind of the second-tier professional league, and his name's Pablo Cruz. Oh, so, wow. Wow. <laughs> now that's a sports connection. <laughs> and then, of course, that's a good one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who would have saw that coming? I know. I had to save that for this episode. I, I would have seen it coming because I'm looking at the post right now, and John's posted a picture of uh, Pablo Cruz at a craps table and wants to know if craps is a sport. So, and he said yes. Yes. I think Michael said he yes. Did, so. yes. You know, so, that doesn't cool. mean that it is. I just think, uh, you know, there's definitely an element of leisure that is involved in Yacht Rock. And I think that's what the whole point of the sports part is that, you know, if you got money and you got a yacht, you're definitely watching sports. And if you have a yacht, you're probably hanging out some to someone that you're probably hanging out next to someone that plays sports, believe it or not. Yeah, and I don't think any of this stuff was to be taken too seriously. Even the music that falls under Yacht Rock, you know, lyrically, it's not heavy depth stuff. It's not, it's not you know, super frilly all the time, but it's it's definitely not, you know, real deep. Right. So we got to keep it light, right? So one thing, and going back to the group again, is you got to kind of, if you see something that other people don't see and you have like a vision of something, kind of, you know, who's very good at that is, is John. John O'Grady, very good. Yeah. From uh, He's very good at posting stuff like, hey, what's the best, you know, party yacht rock song or what's the best he comes up with subjects and there's a lot of subject creators and there's people like you know that do stuff and sometimes that's one of the things that um i've had to well john has been a guest on this show too yeah. so and he came to us with a subject so it's exactly like you said but uh i was just gonna say that was you know a couple weeks ago if people missed that episode they can go back and listen to it um john o'grady's with milwaukee yacht rock and he came up with right. hot shots and all of that so my favorite part of the um, John O'Grady episode, though, was the lightning round. That was fun. So, so we had to we had to take a commercial break before we started that. Though we needed a, a breather, didn't we? Let's do another. Let's do that. All right, we're back. Well, they back in the seventies and eighties, every uh, game show ended with a lightning round. Yeah. So, yeah, I gotcha. we're being true to the era. Uh, so, lightning round, John, you want to kick us off with the lightning round with a yacht or not? Yes, we are going to start with Yacht or Not. So um, a song that I think is debatable, whether it's Yacht or Not. Uh, this one's from 1976. It did go to number six on the U.S. Billboard chart, so it was certainly popular. And this is Seals and Crofts, Get Closer. Darling. Well, uh, we were just talking about this song just uh, casually when we were off the clock. Well, the additional notes, I'll give you that it was produced by Louis Shelton. Uh-huh. It has David Hungate, Jeff Percaro, Ray Parker Jr., Lee Rittenauer, and David Page on it. So certainly personnel. Question is, does it sound like Yacht Rock? I would submit that it's probably their yachtiest sounding song of all. So I'm saying yeah, because I consider much of their catalog yachty even if it sounds too folky so i'm going yacht and this goes back to the list though that it's not even on the list yay or nay so it probably never got looked at by them but go ahead michael you know i'm gonna say it's yacht um not necessarily because of the sound of it as much as it is the personnel and um also because that Sills and croft jeff Picaro used to actually tour with them so yeah good point when he first started out that was the first band that really picked him up i think in 73 or 72 if i'm not mistaken Interesting. Okay. So they gave him the cool. first shot. Well, I'm going to do a song that, again, off the clock, John and I argued about, and I'm not even sure where I stand in on it. So you guys are going to vote first, and you may have the ability to sway my vote. Okay. And my tune is um, a group that is not a Yacht Rock group. It's the Bellamy Brothers. The song is Let Your Love Flow. Mm. Just let your love flow like a mountain stream and let your love flow. 
John, so I'm going to guess you're not on that one, right? Because you already told me you were. Yeah, and I'm not changing my mind. So um, <laughs> I, I don't dislike the song, but it doesn't feel yacht to me. It feels like uh, country, 80s country, you know, with a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a dance flavor added to it. But uh, right. Michael, what's your thought? Um, it's definitely yacht. Um but I do love the song so much. It has a boogie to it. It is country. It, it almost crosses the line, but it doesn't. It just doesn't have the keyboard. It's not smooth. It doesn't have the song structure. And that's what makes it not. There's things, there's elements of it that just that don't. But it's, it feels good. It feels very good. I want it to be yacht, but it's, it's not. Okay. Well, you guys both right. you guys both walked right into my trap because the personnel on this is <laughs> Steve. I didn't Lu- say it didn't have the right person. Steve personnel. Lukather, Jeff Picaro. Greg Fillin Gaines. No, I'm lying. That's all fake. But <laughs> okay. the, co- the composer was a, a roadie for Neil Diamond and brought the song to the Bellamy Brothers right before they moved from Tampa to L.A. to record that record. So slightly yachty. But, uh, interesting. I agree. Very it doesn't sound yachty, but to me, it's got that vibe. I'm you gl- said it was a Neil Diamond roadie? Yeah, he was the composer. Yep. And actually, wow. he had written it for Neil Diamond, but then at some point, they decided it was better for the Bellamy Brothers. Well, and here's the thing, though, too, is it's just, it just doesn't fall in the year category. What, what year was that one? 71? Uh, 75. 70, oh, shoot. It uh, yep. almost does, actually. Yep. Shoot. Almost does. So am I convincing you yet? No. No. I'm going yacht. <laughs> I'm going yacht only because I want it to be, and it's on my boat, not yours. All right. All right, Michael. What do you got? Michael, what do you got? Yacht or now? Oh, man. Okay, so this is one I barely discovered. So this is, um, I, I had no, no idea about this one. And I almost want to say it's yacht, but it, it's apparently not. <laughs> it's um, it's China Crisis. You did cut me. Sure sounds. Does anybody else hear George Benson breezing in that guitar? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, it sure yeah. sounds yachty. I don't know that yeah. song at all, um, but I'm fixing well, to. Here's the thing: is apparently it was produced by um, Walter Becker. Yes, there we go. So mm-hmm. it's uh, you know puts it on the boat, but this is certified. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going yacht. It's low. It's at like fifty something. That's at the lower end, but to me, if it's on the chart, it should be considered certified as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Anything above 50 is considered certified. And I would, I would have to give kudos to whoever the person was that uh, sent that in to the guys for their review because yeah. uh, they obviously recognized it for the, you know, just by virtue of sending it in. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So yachts all around like on it. that one, right? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Michael, you want to hit us with the buried treasure? Remember, this is a song that is kind of off the radar, but should not be. So oh. it's, either, it's, it's either a classic that you hear it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this song. Or it's just something, maybe it's, it's a deep cut by an artist. That's what mine is today that you're just not familiar with. So what do you got for us? This one is always one that's been uh, kind of something that I've wondered. And sometimes I'll throw stuff out there, and I get attacked, too, with the Yacht or Yacht stuff, too. And also, I just, I'll just take it because I know it's like Melanie, Brad Newkey. What do you guys think? That's such a cool song. It's such a cool song. And, you know, we don't have to necessarily rate it whether it's yacht or not for this segment. Um, just it's it's a great suggestion. I love that. It probably fits more for me in my AC Gold uh, area. But, yeah, it's I always every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, I forgot all about this song. Right. And that's the buried treasure. That's we just defined exactly what it is. So that's a good one. Um, John, who do you got? Or do you want me to go? Well, I will go. Um, I had to I forgot to mention that. All of my selections are 
topic appropriate to the sports thing. And I know I didn't mention that with Get Closer because I was thinking when baseball terms, you know, when you go for that, uh, you know, your relief pitcher, you got to get the closer. Oh, that's horrible. So, yeah. so, well, it requires dad jokes. I got to admit, it all requires dad jokes for this to work. If I had the power to edit this out, I would, but you're the editor. You don't. Okay. Well, this one then, here we go. Now, when you play sports, certain sports, you have to wear sneakers. So the, the name of this band is Sneaker. And the song is from 1981, and it's called Don't Let Me In. So uh, when I originally found it, someone turned me on to this album. And uh, so I sent it to Tom. And Tom did a little digging and found that the song appears on a collection of old demos that Steely Dan did, the Becker and Fagan demos. So we heard the original demo version. Now, this version is produced by Jeff Baxter, who, of course, was part of Steely Dan at one time. So we're surmising maybe, yeah, and a Muppet. We're surmising maybe you heard this song there um, and decided to have this band cut it. So it's the only song on the album by uh, Fagan and Becker in terms of composition. It's engineered by Al Schmidt, who we talk about uh, famously did Total Four, a bunch of other stuff. But the Jeff Baxter link is what was so cool because it made me go and click on Jeff Baxter's name in Wikipedia just to get a little more background and maybe discover something. And so I found out that he's from uh, Connecticut. And according to his own self, he was a self-described preppy, if you can imagine that. Picture him and and think of him as a preppy at what apparently was a very prestigious uh, private high school. But apparently he's a smart man. Tom, as you recall, because the addendum on his Wikipedia thing said that I'll I'll read it here. It says more recently, Jeff has worked as a defense consultant and chaired a congressional advisory board on missile defense. (laughs) What? So Jeff Skunk Baxter is integral to our missile defense program. (laughs) I saw I saw that coming. Back when he was on What's Happening Now, I could tell it's where knew. he was going. You yeah. could tell. Yeah. You could tell. It was those elevator uh, boots he was wearing. It was, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, it's very similar to the um, guitarist of Boston, Tom Schultz. He's a guy, you know, yeah. he could have gone either way with his life. I mean, just like... Brian May, too. Well, and Tom Schultz was supposed to be a computer programmer in the early 70s for Microsoft. So he already had a um, like career lined up for him. He was like, nah, I'm just going to start a band. And still make millions and millions of dollars. So yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Still is. Yep. Well, Tom, what's your buried story. treasure? Yeah. So this is a song that you guys probably know, and it's not buried at all for you. Uh, but it's one I gotta admit, I'm not. I don't know why I, I've never heard of this song, but it's a Doobie Brothers song. It peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, in 1980. I discovered it from. Uh, I don't know if either of you are on Twitter following today in Yacht Rock. It's a Twitter handle, great follow, because every single day they give you like the factoids of what happened on this day in Yacht Rock history. So this was a few days ago. Real Love is the song, by the way. So Real Love by the Doobie Brothers peaked at number five on the top 100. Bass, uh, sorry, the saxophone solo was played by Cornelius Bumpus. Cornelius Bumpus, yeah. And Nicolette Larson sang backup vocals on that. Yes, and possibly the spongiest snare drum sound of all time. <laughs> yeah. So you're very familiar with the song. Michael, I am. are you very familiar? I'm absolutely. That's probably one of my favorite Dewey Brothers songs. No kidding. So it was it was buried for me. So, well, uh, you know, one thing about that song though is there's two different versions that I've noticed. There's the one that has the vocals have a, a 
they don't have reverb on it. And then there's one with reverb. And I like the one without reverb mm. because it, the one with reverb bothers me. I don't know if they've released that one just because they put it on one of their collections or not. But there's a version without the reverb. Get that one. That's the, or listen to Sometimes that these songs, though, they come out and they burn real hot at the time, but they don't seem to stay, you know, they're not part of today's common catalog of the Doobie Brothers. You know, you don't hear it as much. So I could see why it would seemingly be buried. I mean, we had uh, what we had um, one that was uh, – a number one song that we dealt with on a buried treasure episode, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, one um, thing about that song too, sorry, just to, one thing about that song is I think that was supposed to be a huge hit and it just wasn't like what it didn't be. It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't what a fool believes, you know, they could, they've always wanted them to, wanted them to match that. And it, it was almost there and it just, it wasn't it. Cool. Well, I think I'm going to lead off since I haven't yet. I'm going to lead off our fun. Did everyone go Barry treasures? Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Time so for off the map. I'm going to lead off, off the map. And so this is something I discovered in my yacucation <laughs> from captain G of yacht rock, Miami. Yeah. I heard this one night I'm cooking dinner like six o'clock and I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is killer. It's an instrumental cover of summer breeze. You know, so, so it's kind of yachty, but this is off the map because it's from 2006. It was a collaboration between two yacht rock artists, George Benson and Al Jarreau, Summer Breeze. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Going through the in my mind. So the album, Giving It Up, which is this, it's a cool album. I'd say most of it qualifies more as smooth jazz. Then yacht, I think that song sounds very much like yacht jazz, though, as we've coined that. Yeah, and it has the tie-in with being summer breeze, right? And George Benson and right. El Giro, so it's got a lot of elements, but uh, it's a great, cool version. Totally cool. Yeah, yeah. I need to check it out. All right, Michael, why don't you give us a uh, off the map? Okay, off the map for me is one that I never saw coming. This is from a country band known as Restless Heart. This is a song called "Tell Me What You Dream." It's uh cover of a song written by timothy snitt josh leo and vince melamod it's as yachty as i've ever heard a country band be you guys got to check it out that is i don't know if it's as yachty as the pure prairie league was when i found a couple of their gems that are so got that sax it's it's pretty cool it's yachty though man it is all right, last but not least, Captain John. Okay. I uh, My off the map was, uh, to keep with the sports theme, is from 1980. And this is also in, an instrumental time. But from 1980, in fact, this was the theme for the Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York in 1980. It was performed live for the closing ceremonies. Chuck Mangione, give it all you got. Michael seems to like that one. Now, if you could see the visual to his reaction, arms went straight up in the air in a yes. We won the World Series. <laughs> Would you care? To- so it was the raised arms, Michael. Was that for the song or because uh, we won the World Series or because the Winter Olympics in 84? You know, it's all that together. 80. It's all that together. 80? Oh, 80. It's a great and sounding Chuck, song. And too. it's because I really love that song. It's yeah. Chuck Mangione. First of all, I, I don't know if it's. I'm gonna say for me, it's yacht. For me, it's for me, it's yacht. Um, yeah, not even off the map. Be, but and here's why: because when do you draw the line of the Los Angeles class musicians? I mean, 
they were it. And let me tell you, Chuck Mangione not only plays the opening part on the keyboard, the boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, he plays the flugelhorn, and then he goes back to the other part where the other guy plays the saxophone back on the keyboard. So Chuck Mangione is a genius. He's almost yeah. uh, off the record Herb Albert. He didn't start his own record company, but Chuck Mangione is, to me, this one lands on the on the list more than uh, feels so good. So this to me is definitely yacht. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I'm not even off the bat. It actually is in my yacht rock playlist. It's on your yacht jazz playlist. So, it's in both for yep. me. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, Michael, this has been great. Um, anyone that's interested in who is not currently a member of the Facebook group, they just go to Facebook, search for yacht rock, and then make sure you're looking for groups and join that group. We have a great time in there. Um, you can also search for yachtical or Yachty Cal, depending on where that group goes or that page goes. That uh, If you're trying to spell nautical, just take the not out and put yacht in, and you'll find that one as well. Michael, anything else we should be on the lookout for before we let you go? Um, you know, there's going to be a couple more uh, things coming out with other group members. We're going to keep continuing to do uh, introductions and welcomes like we did the other day. Uh, we recently released a, released a welcome video for all of our group members and our current members. We're going to keep doing other projects and more interactive stuff, kind of like what you guys are doing, except more video interactive. And who knows where things are going to grow. And hopefully folks like yourselves will be on board. I really love being on your show, and I really thank you guys for we, having me on here. Yeah, we enjoyed it. And yes. so the only thing that I can think left to say is... Well, it's my turn to say ahoy. Poloi. Poloi.